Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Hawks fall to the Wizards, John Collins shines, and should Cam Reddish be starting? We're going to answer all those questions right now, the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go, Bob. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one, Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode number 10, season 8. I'm your host, E-Dub, taking you on this journey and uh, back-to-back podcast, man. Back-to-back podcast because the Hawks had back-to-back games. <laughs> Tonight, they were in Washington, taking on the Washington Wizards. And uh, they fall, of course, to the Wizards, 122-111. to 111. We're going to break down the ins, the outs, some of the numbers. We're going to get some fan feedback, as usual. Uh, hear a little bit about what Nate McMillan had to say after the game. And talk about this game, and then we're gonna move on, man. We're gonna move on. Now listen, um, I <laughs> I know a lot of folks are feeling kind of bad after this loss, which is which is fine, which is fine. I, I don't want to be insensitive to your feelings, but listen, there is seventy something more of these games to go. it's just you know and i'm here i'm here to give you guys perspective you know Uh, i know some of you guys are really diehard hawks fans and i appreciate the hell out of y'all and and i and but listen you got 70 something more of these games left okay you just I, i i need everybody just to take a breath and just relax i saw a lot of folks i'm not saying they was hitting a panic button and diehards, they don't like to see their team lose. So, like, I get it. I get it. Um, but, yeah, man. Like, okay, we're going to talk about this game. We're going to move on and get ready for the next game. That's how the NBA is. They don't stew over these games. They go on to the next. But um, both teams going into this game, coming into uh, tonight's game, both games, both teams had wins on Wednesday night. Um so uh, it, it it was definitely a a, uh, a good matchup, man. To be honest with you, um, the Wizards are playing some really good basketball right now. 
you have to tip your cap and give them credit. One thing that uh, I said, I don't know if I said it in um, one of the one of the off season podcasts that I did. I said sometimes as fans, you you see everything that your team has done, and you don't realize or you don't really appreciate what other teams have done to get better. Right. So, like, think about that. Like, we don't appreciate what other teams have done to get better. And I think the Wizards have done a lot of things to get better. Um, They've added Spencer Dinwiddie. They got that package from the Lakers. Kuzma, Caldwell Pope. And why I heard some folks kind of disrespecting them cats, you know, saying that, you know, their guys, LeBron, don't want no more. Listen, like, we're not finna do this, man. We're not finna talk down on folks. These guys are NBA ball players. Caldwell Pope is an NBA ball player, you know. Kyle Kuzma is an NBA ball player. Like we're not we're not gonna talk down on people just because you lost. Like I don't like that. I don't like that. I heard some folks are doing. It. I don't like that. That's just not how I get down. Them guys play good tonight, and and if they and if they scrubs, how they drop twenty on y'all? You know what I mean? Like no, we're not finna do that. You got to tip your cap when you tip your cap, right? Like if you ball out on somebody. You want them to give you the respect, and you got to give respect. That's just kind of how I look at it on a personal level. So, now we're not going to do that. Um, Wizards played a, a, a really connected game. Uh, and we'll hear from Nate McMillan. Uh, I got some sound from Nate McMillan in the third segment. But he said they played a connected game. Now, think about the, the terminology he's using. Connected, that means they play together. They played as one unit. I thought the Hawks played as one unit. I thought they, you know, to, you know, for what it was, I thought when it came down to it, the Hawks played good enough offensively to win, but not good enough defensively. Um, it was Montrez Harold is a lot to handle, you know, and you know a lot of folks. Um, well, not, not not let me not say that. Let me not say that. Let me let me walk that back. Let me not let me walk that back. Montrez played a good game. I'll just say that Montrez played a good game. He was a beast on them boards, and that can be problematic. That can be problematic. We'll look at the numbers and everything in the next segment as we do a kind of our deep dive into the game. But uh, I really just wanted to kind of set the the podcast up in this segment. Um, again, we talked about both teams are coming off a of victory. This is the Hawks' first back-to-back of the season. Um, one thing they noted in the, the pregame was that the Hawks have been pretty decent on back-to-backs under Nate McMillan. Uh, not so on the previous administration. You know, no disrespect, but that's just the, you know, the numbers are what the numbers are. Uh, under Nate McMillan, they were, I think they were better than 500 against, you know, in back-to-back. So, um, you know, they had some success. And uh, they've also had some success against the Wizards. They were um, 3-0 against the Wizards last year. So, um, as, as far as the injury on the injury front, um, Hawks didn't really, you know, they weren't really without any of their guys. Gallo played, Lou played. Um, so you, you weren't really missing anything. Bogey was like a game time decision, but even he played, um, the Washington Wizards, they were without Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie is a, a large part of what they do and getting the start in his stead, was one of the um, Holiday brothers, Aaron Holiday. Uh, he got the start, and I thought he played pretty decently. You know, uh, 
as far as, uh, you know, I, I've always liked the Holiday Kid, man. I liked him when he was in college. Uh, had a decent game, nine points, four, four assists. You know, he's not Spencer Dinwiddie. But this Wizards team goes as one Mr. Bradley Beal goes. Um, Bradley Beal was special tonight. Because, like, it's one thing if a guy just drops 40 on you. But it's another thing if this dude got 20, this dude got 20, that dude got 20, and that dude got 20. Like, y'all are doing something collectively as a unit. And you have to tip your cap, man. Again, like, the Hawks played decent. They played well enough to win a basketball game. You look at their stats, like, as a team, you shoot 54% from the field as a team. And what they shoot from three? 28%, which wasn't really that good from three. But shooting 54% on most nights, you're probably going to be pretty close to winning a ball game. Um, you score 111 points. That's good enough to win on a lot of nights. But uh, defensively, uh, you just don't have it together. And again, I know I'm, I'm foreshadowing the, uh, <laughs> the third segment. But after the game, Nate McMillan said, um, I think our offensive flow is affecting our defense. And that's, I think he's absolutely right. He's, I mean, well, of course he's absolutely right. He's the freaking coach. Um, sometimes offensively, when things don't get going, you, you don't put enough energy into the defensive side of the ball. You know, I think they're still trying to work some things out offensively. Maybe it's not coming together as they thought it would. Um, Trey came out the gate balling, you know, eight assists. But, you know, you're still waiting on, you know, Kevin Herter going. You know, you're waiting to get Bogey going. So, uh, it, it's a lot of questions. There's a lot of things going on right now with this offense. And I think it is affecting the defense. Um, well, no, not I think. It is affecting the defense. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not, we not finna t- talk about something that we think when the coach says something. I'm going to go with what the coach says. The coach is there. And if that's what the coach says, I'm going to back him up. <laughs> I'm going to back him up. So, uh, yeah. Um, as far as um, the pregame is concerned, the Hawks went into this game. Uh, they were actually favored. Favored on the road by two and a half. Um, which is, is is pretty interesting. But, you know, if you put money on the Hawks and you took them two points, uh, you know, you lost a little money. <laughs> but... Um, what we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do, we're going to take a deep dive into this game. We're going to talk about the nuts and the bolts. We're going to look at some of the numbers. Um, we're going to talk about what we saw from the game and, uh, we'll break that down into the second segment. So, um, we're going to take a quick little break, get one of our sponsors in here on the second half, uh, on the second segment, uh, we'll get into all that jazz. So you're listening to the Hawks Week podcast episode number 10 of season eight. I'm your host, E-Dub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry ships straight to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. So if you are looking for some custom bracelets or necklaces, go see our guy Jonathan at TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Again, that's TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Tell him the Hawks beat sent you. You'll be happy you did. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped. Hey guys, what's up? It's Edub. 
I know you guys have heard our Manscaped read by now, and I'm here to tell you, listen, it's not too late to get that below-the-belt trim that some of you are in desperately need of. Listen, Manscaped not only has top-of-the-line waterproof trimmers to keep the hedges nice and clean, but they also have boxers, lotions, colognes to have you feeling and smelling so fresh and so clean. So head over to manscaped.com. Use our promo code HAWKSBEAT for 20% off your entire order and free shipping. Once again, that promo code is HAWKSBEAT for 20% off and free shipping. She'll be glad you did. All right, folks, we are back. Hawksbeat Podcast, episode number 10 of season eight. It's your host, E-Dub. Uh, talking about a Hawks um, loss in Washington to the Washington Wizards. Um, just didn't have it tonight defensively. And, hey, it, it's, it was just one of those nights, man. Um, a lot has been made about the officiating. And true in true fashion, you know, Nate McMillan talked about how uh, they cannot let the officiating affect them. And that's true. That's And I thought the officiating was terrible. I actually thought the officiating was bad on both sides. Uh, I thought the officiating was kind of worse on the Hawks, but I thought the I thought it was bad for the Wizards too, to be honest with you. Um it was bad tonight. It was bad, but you you can't you can't use that. Like, and I know, and I'm not, I'm not a guy who's always going to be like, yo, you know, the fish was bad. You know, I'm not that good. I'm, I'm not that dude. The officiating was bad, but you got to find a way to adapt. You got to find a way to, you know, deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know what that is, but you got to find a way. No one's going to, no one's going to look back at this game and say, oh, they lost this, but hey, they really got hosed. That's not going to bring a W to you. Like, you're not going to get the win. Like, no, nah, you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. Looking at the stat sheet, um, a few things pop out immediately. Just kind of when I look at the game stats, and this isn't even, uh, you know, any quarter-by-quarter quarter breakdown, but um, a big part of it is the offensive rebounds, 14-6. to six. Um when you give a team like Washington that many second chances with the scores that they have, with Kuzma, with Pope, with Beal, with uh, Danny Avija, Bertans, uh, and we're not even talking about Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie didn't even play. Like, and six of those offensive boards was from Montrez. And if y'all know anything about Montrez, that's what he does. You got to keep his behind off the boards. So, I mean, I don't know if you if you bang Clint on that. I don't know if you bang John. I don't know if you bang the whole front line. But you can't let that man eat like that because that's how that man eats. You let that man eat like that, and it's going to be a problem. You can't give Bradley Beal second chances because that man is a professional scorer. <laughs> that man's bag is deep. But... uh I just think overall as a team, the Hawks played, you know, I, I thought their defense was was to be desired, was, was much to be desired. Uh, technical fouls, I've, I've, I've heard it was six technical fouls. I, I On the stat sheet, it says four, 
And I, I think that, hold on, let me pull up another one. Uh, let me see. I think in another place it says five. So let's just say roughly four to six technical fouls for the Hawks. That's a problem. Uh, now, I know two of them was kind of, I think, illegal defense or something like that. But can't get that many texts, man. Can't do it, you know. Um, you can't lose your cue. You got to have some poise about you. You know, this isn't the baby Hawks anymore. This is the growing up Hawks, you know. And I'm the guy that's going to, um, I'm going to call it like I see it, man. Because, like, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't know how else to do it. So, I mean, you got you to gotta, you gotta man up. You got to man up. Hey, you're not getting the calls? Okay. We, 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 you just got to find a way to get around it. Find a way to get around it and make the play, right? Um, they shot better from three. They shot 38%. They took 34 threes. They took a lot of threes. Um, the Hawks were six for 21, so you got outshot there. Um, you actually shot better from two than they did, but, you know, those threes, that's today's NBA, right? Shooting a ton of threes. They shot 21 free throws. The Hawks shot 14. The discrepancy there. I thought that, um, listen, we're not going to go all night about the, about the referees. We're just not. Like, I, that's not what this podcast is. However, <laughs> you get 14 free throws and you only making 64% of them, that's a problem. Like, they got 21 of theirs and they made 81%. So it's little things that add up, right, guys? So uh, the points off of turnovers, the offensive rebounds, the technical fouls, the not making all the free throws, all of those things, I bet you can find that those 11 points right there. You can find those 11 points right there, and that's pretty much what it comes down to. That's pretty much what it comes down to. As far as the actual game itself, breaking it down, I thought the first quarter – was dizzying (laughs) i don't know exactly what the pace of play was in that first quarter but i can tell you it was fast (laughs) you gotta check out my boy brad a locked out locked on podcast salute to the good brother uh he's always got the good metrics and, and the numbers of pace of play and all that stuff i don't have that i just know that they was playing fast they was playing really fast in that first quarter and Trey was dropping dimes like he was the banker. <laughs> he was dropping dimes like he was the banker. You hear me? Um, eight assists for Trey Young in that first quarter. Loved what he was doing. Getting everybody involved, giving everybody touches. Uh, they scored 32 points in that first quarter. But you know what's the problem when you score 32 points? is when you give up 33. Right? Like, they're scoring 32 is good. Scoring 32 on most nights is going to get you the advantage in a quarter. Except on those nights when you give up 33 points. So, at the end of one, Trey's got eight assists. He only got one bucket. You know, he only took two shots. Getting everybody to rock. Everybody to rock. Getting everybody warm. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate that because I see Trey as a guy who can... Um, he can get buckets if he needs to. Like you know, he don't. He understands the assignment, as the young folks would say. You know what I mean? He knows he needs to get people involved. But it's kind of crazy because he's also the team's number one scoring option. I mean, like you know, he's the leading scorer. He's the top guy. So it's 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 crazy when when he's when you when your top guy is also like your 
it's got to be your point guard, right? So that's a whole nother ball of wax. Second quarter comes around, and I thought the, the Hawks offensively, I thought they were still playing decently. I just thought the Washington was just playing better. Like Bradley Beal starts to go to work. <laughs> Bradley Beal starts to go to work. Uh, Bradley Beal had 13 in that quarter. And no Hawk had in double figures. Um, the high man for the Hawk was John Collins. He was three for three. Very efficient, like he always does. Hawk shot 52%. You know, but they only put up 23 points in the quarter. And the Wizards put up 31, which is a, a problem. <laughs> it's a problem because, again, the offense is good enough to win. But, again, we keep saying it over and over. The defense wasn't. Defense wasn't. And Bradley Build is a all-world scorer. Like, that's what he does. He scores the basketball. <clears throat> Third quarter, much of the same. Broken record, broken record, broken record. Um, Hawks put up 31 points in the quarter. 31 points. Bogey leads, you know, not Bogey. Um, John Collins leads the team in scoring in that quarter. Plays the whole quarter, 4-5. Super efficient. Super efficient night for John Collins tonight. Eight points, 4-5 shooting in the quarter alone. Bogey has seven in that quarter. Um, Trey has six. And, again, 31 points in the quarter. You shoot 63% from the field. You, you make half of your threes, even though you only shot four of them. Um 31 points in a quarter, 63 points, 63% from the field. Normally, that's a pretty good quarter unless you give up 36 points. You know, one. <laughs> what is better than, than scoring 31 points? Scoring 36. Uh, so now, you know, third quarter, Kyle Kuzma, he, Kyle Kuzma and Montrez Perrero, they, they paced uh, the Wizards. Kuzma puts in 10 points. Harold puts in 9 points. And those guys, you know, they were, they were just doing work. They were just doing work. You know what I'm saying? And this is, and I'll, I'll say something that Coach Pierce used to always say. And I don't want to, you know, ruffle nobody's feathers. I know how y'all feel, how some of y'all feel about Coach Pierce. But he's absolutely right when he makes this assessment. He used to say all the time, it's hard to win in the NBA. It's hard to win in the NBA. And I think sometimes you just need a little reality check that teams like the Cavs can run up on you, right? Teams like the Cavs can run up on you. And Washington, which is already a good football, I mean, already a good ba basketball team, talking football, they're going to run up on you too because this is a very good basketball team. This is a good basketball team with proven scorers. And guys like Montrez Harrell who do the dirty work. Do the dirty work. So, look. So, after three quarters, you're starting the fourth quarter at a gap of 14 points. Which isn't the worst thing in the world, to be honest with you. You know? It's not the worst thing in the world. But when you add in all of the dynamics of the technical fouls. The offensive rebounds, not making your free throws, the whining about the referees and the bad calls, all that stuff, it makes for a bad night. Fourth quarter, Hawks go on a little run. They go, I think, at one point they go on a 10-0 run, to cut cut into the lead. But just when you think 
they're going to turn the corner. Boom, somebody makes a big shot. Nine times out of ten, Bradley Bill or Montrez. And Bradley Bill only had four points in that final quarter. It wasn't like, you know, he was closing them out, you know. Um, Cam Reddish comes in. Cam puts in 15 points in the quarter and almost single-handedly, <laughs> almost single-handedly brings the Hawks back. Um, outside of Cam, I don't, I don't really know what you want to talk about as far as that fourth quarter is concerned because the boy went nuts. 15 points. You know, he didn't make none of his threes, but he shot six and nine from the field. Showed a lot of heart the young kid did. You got to respect that man. Salute Cam Reddish. Came out there and, and balled like he had none to lose. Salute that man. And so, I, which led me to this discussion, and I, I said this in the intro. I've heard some circles already. I've seen some folks already put it out there. Should Cam Reddish be starting? And <laughs> it only took us what? What is this? Game five to get here. It only took us game five before we have the Cam Reddish needs to start. And I have a feeling, (laughs) I have a feeling this is going to be a thing, right? Hawks fans always find something to divide them, like Republicans and Democrats. And I could see this and listen to me closely. This ain't no, you know, I'm not casting any dispersions on anybody. However you feel about the boy, whatever. I love Cam Reddish. I don't talk glowingly about him. I, I, I criticize him when he needs to be critical, just like I do everybody in this Hawks team. But discussion. Now Cam needs to start because he's team second leading score, I believe. If you add up all the points, he's doing really well on the second unit. So the obvious thing is put him in the starting unit and take out, I guess y'all want to take out Bogey. I guess folks want to take out Bogey. Bogey's line tonight, 14 points, 6 of 11 shooting. Not the worst. You know, I, I don't know, if, you know, wasn't the best, but, you know, 14 points. One of four from three. You know, folks want, uh, certain folks want Cam in that starting lineup. Now, I will say from a defensive standpoint, if your argument is, you know, for for them to be better defensively, I, I could see that. Um, But the idea that Nate McMillan said, I want Cam to be in that second unit because I want him to be kind of instant offense. I want him to, to run that unit. So the idea is this. I'm going to push back on that. I'm going to push back on putting Cam into the starting lineup because I think that there is something to be said about continuity. I heard somebody say, man, put Cam in there. And then once once uh, Bogey gets himself together, and then you put Bogey back in there. It doesn't work like that, my guy. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Um you need continuity and you need guys to be connected. You guys don't become connected if you're changing the starting lineup every two weeks. It, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The only time that starting lineup needs to change unless somebody gets hurt. That's the way I look at it. Most coaches, they're not going to do that. And just like the situation with with Solomon Hill and Jalen Johnson, when everyone wants 
Uh, Jalen Johnson will play over Solomon Hill, but Solomon Hill keep getting the minutes. I'm going to tell you something about Coach McMillan. Coach McMillan is going to play guys who he's comfortable with. Hear me. He's going to play who he's comfortable with. And for, for all the good Camus Reddish has done, and he's done good in that five-game sample size, even in the last year, how he ended the year. Bogey's, line, Bogey's uh, body of work is longer than Cam Reddish's right now. So I, I don't think it would be advantageous to pull Bogey out of the starting lineup and to throw Cam in there. Because now you're going to have to amalgamate or put together and get chemistry with a whole new five if you stick Cam in there. Now everything's thrown off. Now you have to get this five together and you have to say, okay, now now you got to run Bogey with that second unit. Now you got to get all them together. I just don't think. And this is my personal opinion. If you don't like it, let me know. Let's talk about it. Hit me up on Hawks. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm, I'm all good. You know what I'm saying? I don't take none of this stuff personal. I don't take none of it personal. That's just my opinion. I would love to hear your opinion. I would love to hear your opinion. So, um, Hawks fall 122-111. And uh, the season's not over yet, guys. How about that? This season isn't over yet. <laughs> Don't jump off the ledge. It's going to be all right. So we're going to take a quick little break. Going to wrap things up in the third segment. Going to get some fan feedback. We're going to hear back from Coach Pierce. I mean, not, ooh, not Coach Pierce. Coach McMillan. And we're going to look at the calendar and see what is ahead for your Atlanta Hawks. You're listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast, Episode 10, Season 8. It's your man, E-Dub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Dow Family Wellness, the official chiropractor of the Hawks Beat Podcast. If you are experiencing any type of back pain, neck pain, or pain pain, go see our guy, Dr. Rick. Ask him about the Hawks Beat special, which includes a consultation, digital scans, and an adjustment for just $37. Just tell him E-Dub from the Hawks Beat sent you. That's Dowell Family Wellness. Check out their banner at thehawksbeat.com or call Dr. Rick, 470-395-3478. That's 470-395-3478. Visit Dowell Family Wellness. Tell them the Hawks Beat sent you. All right, folks, third and final segment here at the Hawks Beat Podcast. Episode 10 of Season 8. I'm your host, E-Dub. Uh, breaking down an Atlanta Hawks loss to the Washington Wizards. So, I've already talked <laughs> almost that nauseam about what Coach Nate has talked about. Uh, what, I mean, what Coach Nate talked about after the game. But, uh, let's hear a little sound from Coach Nate about what he had to say about certain things in in regards to tonight's game. Uh, three quarters, you know, 33 in the first, 31 in the second, 36 in, or 35 in the third. So we really never established established that we could uh, guard this team. And um, they was pretty much playing downhill um, all night long for, against us. Hey, I mean, so look, 
You heard from the coach's mouth. He said, look, we never established ourselves defensively. So we can talk about the referees all we want, but you still got to go out there and play defense, dog. Referees ain't have nothing to do with you playing defense. Nothing, my guy. Nothing. You know, and that's word from the coach's mouth. He said, we didn't establish ourselves defensively. He also talked a little bit about the uh, the technical fouls and all that stuff. Here's a little bit more from Coach Nate. Uh, I think it's a few things. And uh, you know, the officiating can't be a distraction. And uh, I think we have four or five texts tonight. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's just, it wasn't the officiating uh, that was uh, beating us. It was, it was uh, our play. And, uh, you know, to... Uh, you know, have five technicals, you know, I think two of them are from delayed games, but, uh, you know, to uh, have those uh, type of technicals, uh, that shouldn't happen in a game. And uh, we, we've, we, we saw this in, in the Cleveland game, look very similar uh, in that game, uh, you know, frustrated. And I think, I think more of the frustration is coming with the offense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that is, uh, we're taking that to the defensive end of the floor. And uh, we got we to gotta correct that. There you have it, Coach. Word from the coach's mouth. You know, a lot of the stuff that we've already kind of been talking about. Um, when the offense isn't rolling, the, the defensive effort, uh, can't you can't let down. Just because, hey, everything isn't vibing the way you want it to vibe on the offense as a unit. We can't be taking defensive plays off. You got to dig in, you know, dig in there defensively and, and do what you have to do, you know. So I always um, I admire Coach uh, McMillan and his perspective and how he's always uh, – he just seems like he's coming from a pure spot. Um, I covered Coach Bud when he was here. And Coach Bud gave you the same, oh my gosh, he gave you the same press conference every single game. And I'll tell you what he would say. We got to be better. We'll look at the tape to be better. I'm not quite sure that we got to watch the tape. We'll be better. Coach Bud was the king of coach speak. And uh, as a someone who gathered content, it was rather annoying. <laughs> Good dude. You know what I'm saying? Never had a problem, but, uh, but yeah, press conferences, you didn't really get nothing out of them. I appreciate Coach uh, McMillan for being honest and just shooting it to you straight, man, because you don't always get that. You don't always get that. So um, let's get into some of this fan feedback. If you are new to the pod, one of the things that I always do is ask – what are your thoughts, your takeaways from this game? And I ask uh, who, if you have a player in the game, uh, what, uh, who is your player of the game? So let's go to Twitter and read some of our comments that you guys so graciously hit us up with. And we appreciate all you guys. We're not going to read all of them, but we'll read a few of them. Um, Altizer, at Altizer Caleb on Twitter said, Four games in a row now where they've come out where they don't look like they want to be there for at least the first half. We can't consistently be playing catch-up against teams. Okay, Caleb, thanks for checking us out. Uh, let's see, Nate Blanchett on Twitter said, Clint should have been in 
during the fourth. They were killing us in the paint. They were. Uh, Montrez was eaten. Uh, we, we've uh, talked about that almost at nauseum. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, at Mick Waney, uh, he says the new foul rules are having an effect on the entire team. Trey used to get to teams. Trey used to get teams in the bonus when the entire team was shooting free throws. No more. Also, Herder, WTF. <laughs> Folks waiting for Kevin Herder to get things rolling. I said in last podcast, I'm not too worried about Kevin or Bogey. I think those guys are going to be fine in the long run. Uh, they're going to be who they are, and I think they'll be just fine. I think they will be just fine. Uh, my guy, Donnell Suggs, at Suggs Writer. He says, I feel way too much time is wasted talking to the referees. You got a point there, brother. At some point, you just got to go out there and ball. Um, didn't get, I don't, I don't even know if I see any responses to the player of the game. Um, so I'm going to give my player of the game to one Mr. Cam Reddish, man. One Mr. Cam Reddish who single-handedly uh, got, well, not single-handedly, but uh, he was a main uh, a main piece of getting the Hawks back into this game in the fourth quarter. Um, what was it, 15 or 17 fourth quarter points for Cam? Uh, let me pull up my stat. Let me pull up my game book. Let me pull up my game book. Uh, he was special in that fourth quarter, man. You know, and he gets in his groove and he starts to feel it. And you just got to let that young man eat. <laughs> got to let that young man eat. Yeah, 15 points in that fourth quarter. Uh, salute to that man. He's my player of the game. He's the Hawks beat player of the game. Uh, he doesn't win anything. He doesn't win no money, no medallion. Just the satisfaction of being named the Hawks beat. <laughs> player of the game so uh like we do all the time like we say at the end of every podcast god is good all the time and all the time god is good so if you don't know him you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you l-o-v-e love we out peace You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.